And hello, welcome to a new edition of Laurel Park Weekly. We're live here by the historic Laurel Park paddock. It's Thursday, November 9th. That's right, we're into November. The cold weather's coming, and we have a big day this Saturday to celebrate it all. We're going to celebrate the life and legacy of the champion, Ben's Cat. All right, Stan. Hey, Ty, uh, you know, everybody's coming out 10.30 a.m., gates open, Ty, and I know a lot of people are going to be lined up because they want to get right to the uh, ceremony here at the uh, paddock for Ben's Cat as soon as the gates open, our first race post at 12 noon. It's going to be a fantastic, great stakes day. you got the ceremony, the bobblehead. I'm looking forward to, to maybe snagging one of those bobbleheads and then uh, the stakes racing on, on, yeah. on top of that. I think the city of Laurel came up really, really tough, but we'll get out to all that uh, a little bit later. I want a bobblehead, too. I have to add it to my extra heat, my Ferris Allen, and my um, Ryan Fuglesonger bobblehead. <laughs> bobbleheads always... Yeah, I ch popular. checked my collection this morning. It's pretty slim, but this is a keeper. <laughs> uh, all right, so here's what, what's going on again. We'll, we'll preview the races as well. It's a great card on Saturday, 11 races on, on Saturday for Ben's Cat Day. We'll have the burial celebration at 1030 right here by the paddock for uh, Ben's Cat. And then after the third race, myself, Sal Sinatra, will be in the winner's circle making a presentation to the Hall of Famer, King Leatherberry, and uh, we'll have the jockeys that rode Ben's Cat. Uh, Julian Pimentel won the most on them. Trevor McCarthy, they'll all be part of the autograph yeah, session. He, I'm expecting a big crowd. Rosemary Hellmeister coming yeah, in, too. Yeah. So, uh, Rocio yeah. Caramanos. Caramanos. Uh, the, the list goes on. You know, they were all on Ben and a part of Ben. Great legacy here in Maryland, and uh, that, that's going to be in the clubhouse. So uh, lots of things to do early in the day and then a full card of stakes action. Big Saturday. All right, so we'll get to the races on Saturday. We'll preview that, but real quick, let's show you one race from here last week, and then we'll show you a couple of the Breeders' Cup races. But the race of the weekend, for me at least, guys, it was last Saturday. I thought the, um, there was a shot the, breeder, uh, the pick six here could go down on Friday or Saturday here at Laurel Park. It went down on Saturday. I played a big ticket. I played a $480 ticket. I was live going into the last leg, and somebody was live to the two. Shecor for all the money, over 35000 Here he comes. What a ride by jockey Jose Barnes on this first-time starter for Kieran McGee. Yeah, angles over to the rail, uh, gets off the rail to come around the uh, one horse there in the inside. <laughs> and right here, if you're alive for the whole ticket, for the whole shebang, how hard are you rooting? I don't know whether any of the uh, people involved in the ownership of this horse had part of that ticket or, maybe, or, or they played the ticket, but it sure sounded like it to me because the window was closed and I could hear him shouting and screaming all the way down the stretch. Well, I would th The horse paid $54. Yeah, it's yeah. a Kieran McGee horse. Uh, it didn't really get backed at the windows, but um, <laughs> it got. It, it sure uh, made somebody a lot of money. Stan, I take it you had the three on your ticket probably. Uh, I, I didn't I didn't have either uh, Kieran McGee uh, runner on my ticket there, but what a ride by Jose Barnes. And I tell you what, a, a ride like that, that'll get you some attention and get you going here in a tough jockey colony. Yeah, he's been riding a bit for uh, – um, for trainer Jose Corrales. Yep. Uh, is picking up some live mounts there and getting the most out of the mounts in that barn. And so people are paying attention now. Just one of the riders to watch, especially on long shots here at Laurel. All right. So Shecor gives somebody the pick six for over 35000 We wanted to show you always lead local. Show, okay. sh show that race before uh, some uh, so some big races they had out at Del Mar last uh, week. And, of course, the World Thoroughbred Championships, the Breeders' Cup. We hope to have it here at Laurel Park one day. And they had a nice edition of the Breeders' Cup this year out there. Uh, we're going to show you, of course, the feature. Let's talk about uh, the probable 
Horse of the Year, Gunrunner. Let's show you the classic, the Breeders' Cup Classic. What a race it was, $6 million race, mile and a quarter. Here's Gunrunner in front. Turner for home. Dave, did you think he had it at this point? Mm, well, uh, I, I always liked the way he was training all along. Second to Arrogate in the Dubai World Cup back in March. And since he's come back here to the States, reels off three in a row, the Foster, the Whitney, and the Woodward. And dominating fashion here, going quick early and holding well. No fire at all from Arrogate, who kind of had an awkward beginning, broke a little bit inward, and nobody really uh, had tried to press Gunrunner. Well, I mean, they tried, but they just couldn't. And uh, so I think he's horse of the year. Yeah, horse of the year, and uh, he's going down. They already pointed him down towards uh, our sister track for, yeah. for the Pegasus World Pegasus Cup. Pegasus, right. And, uh, I mean, the horse did really good frag. Won 110 uh, for the six furlongs, and, and a, a track on the day that really wasn't playing towards speed or front runners kind of franked all that form, but the race kind of was a merry-go-round race. You had the, the one, two, three finishers were basically one, two, three all the way around the track. So I don't know if the track flipped uh, when it got a little cooler later in the day, but that was definitely a good run. Disappointing for Arrogant. I think um, he stole everybody's heart. Everybody was thinking he was, he was one of the all-time greats with that four-run that four-stretch run he had in, in the last three have kind of been disappointing, to say the least. But it he's would, off yeah. the stud, and, mm -hmm. and they said $75,000 he'll stand for. Yeah, it would have been nice to see him uh, reverse uh, his somewhat uh, dull form from the summer uh, and give a gun runner a run for the money. Well, my horse didn't fire much either, uh, Muftahij. I thought he'd at least run second. So anyway, uh, gun runner uh, going to the Pegasus World Cup and then off to Stallion duties after that. All right, and, uh, Baffert didn't get the money with Arrogate, but a good second there with Collected in the Classic. All right, let's show you another race from Breeders' Cup last weekend, and uh, you'll remember this horse, our grade two Dixie winner, World approval since winning the Dixie won the uh, the Grade One four star Dave at Saratoga won the Grade One Woodbine Mile up at Woodbine and here's World approval winning the Breeders Cup Mile at Del Mar nice ride by the Hall of Famer Johnny Velasquez for trainer Mark Cassie now making it 11 to 24 lifetimes a Grade Two Dixie looking pretty good for next year uh, Preakness Day he won it uh, won by a couple of lengths over projected and uh, black type. Then it was fifth behind the Sen in the grade one Manhattan on the mile and a quarter turf at Belmont. But this is the trick here. Good distance for him. He had the Breeders' Cup mile, a $2 million race. World approval, five-year-old gelding. Congratulations to Live Oak Plantation and Mark Cassie. Yeah, and, and you mentioned the Cassies. That's the last time uh, kind of a, a favorite, the Cassie barn. Norm's going off on his own, so mm -hmm. that was the last time the, the Cassie family will train together, at least in a Breeders' Cup race, but a good win. The world approval sat the pocket there against some really, really good European horses and, and, yep. and our milers, and, and they really found what ho this horse wants to do is go that, go that mile distance, and uh, congratulations to the Cassies and all the connections. Um, I didn't use the horse that much on my tickets. Uh, I liked Ripchester. I kind of uh, backed my day around that horse, but right. uh, world approval really, really, really impressed. Certainly the best of the North American contingent, and he does it with some style there. And, well, the Dixie was a grade two after that race. I would hope that maybe we could get a little upgrade for the Dixie. Has to at least get some consideration uh, mm -hmm. for, for sure. Uh, so our Dixie winner making us proud, our grade three General George winner Imperial Hen. He ran big in the sprint, a good second behind Roy H. Mm, yeah, uh, yes, congratulations to uh, Luke Harbahal, uh, Imperial Hen. I mean, Roy H had to stretch every stride, every inch of his stride to, to run him down on the stretch. And they were uh, they were really clearly the best there in the sprint. Roy H, a big day for Peter Miller.
All right, uh, let's uh, get a quick commercial break. That's all the action from last weekend at the Breeders' Cup and here at Laurel Park. When we come back, we're going to preview the Ben's Cat Day here this Saturday at Laurel Park. What a day as we celebrate the life and legacy of the champion. What a race card. We have 11 races, six stake races. We'll talk about them right after this. Welcome back, Laurel Park Weekly. All right, huge Saturday of racing this Saturday here at Laurel Park. 11 races. It's Ben's Cat Day. We celebrate the champion here at Laurel Park in a nice car. Let's start with race two, which will kick off the early pick four and kicks off the stakes action. Six stake races out here this Saturday, and so a bunch of deep fields. Nice job by George Ann Hale, Coley Blind, and the whole racing office putting this card together. Let's start here with the Geisha. Four filly mares, three and up, $75,000 stake going a mile on the main track. Let's show you the Maryland bred My Magician, five-year-old mare by Street Magician. This was a good second behind Crab Cakes, who's a very talented runner. This was in the Maryland Million Distaff, so My Magician in good form right now for our lead and trainer, Claudio Gonzalez. Yeah, she's it's been a consistent horse the whole way through her career. She's 5 of 26 lifetime, 3 seconds and 7 thirds. And here could not get by Crab Cakes in the Maryland Million Distaff. But I'll tell you, Crab Cakes opens, and she did her best to try to run her down and just almost got there, but Crab Cakes a little too much on that particular day. Miles going to help her, I would think. Yeah, for sure. What yeah, the, the one turn, Miles hadn't out. The horse was coming late. Uh, Crab Cakes, who had won against Open Stakes Company, um, so this horse definitely is probably the class of the field. Uh, good win at Timonium, two back in the, the, the race last out. Got a big speed figure for, for My Magician. Uh, so trainer Claudio Gonzalez, he trains My Magician. He also had a nice win on Maryland Million Day uh, in one of the starter races. Let's show you Miss Nosey. Miss, Miss Nosey's going to be the second, uh, going to be one of two runners in the Geisha for trainer Claudio Gonzalez. Let's show you Miss Nosey's win. Uh, last out, if, if we have it. No, we don't have that. Okay, I'm sorry. We just had My Magician. We have sound. I'm sorry. We have a, a sound bite from Claudio Gonzalez talking about both his runners, My Magician and Miss Nosy. They're doing really good, you know. I believe it's not too much speed in the race for Miss Nosy. I'm going to send them. She's going to be in front. And the other one, I believe it is the winner, <laughs> you know. It's, for me, it's much the best, uh, My Magician, you know. I believe the extra full long gonna be okay for her because the last time is seven and she flying then, and I believe the extra full long gonna be okay. All right, so Claudio, uh, pretty happy about the extra distance my magician is gonna get Saturday in the Geisha. And you know, Miss Nosy, we spoke about this uh, before in our Maryland Million preview. Um, she's got speed, but she can come from off the pace. They use her off the pace style in the distaff uh, starter. Yeah, on Maryland Million Day, but I would suspect maybe that she's probably going to try to go to the front and maybe uh, be kind of the rabbit for my magician in there. And also uh, maybe press a horse like Moon Virginia, who hasn't shown a lot of speed lately, but 
Uh, she was uh, fifth, beating only three lengths in this race last year, and that's kind of her play is that early foot. So don't let her get away with anything up front from the inside. Miss Nosy claimed two or three back for five thousand. That would be some uh, some turnaround on investment right there if she mm -hmm. were to win this race. Uh, but yeah, ever since then, the Claudio Gonzalez barn the horse is really really in in sharp form i would you know rock and jojo maybe won this race last year hmm. uh first time in the nest barn could be a, a use underneath if you're if you're playing exotics uh but but my magician and and uh, miss nosy for me are probably my two horses to beat on, yeah. on my my pick four i'll be just using those two all right all right so a talented group of uh philly and mares in the geisha the first of six stake races this Saturday at Laurel Park. Let's take a look here at the Smart Halo. The Smart Halo is going to be race five for two-year-old Phillies. $100,000 stake going six furlongs on the main track. And let's show you video spotlight from Pacific Gal, a John Kimmel shipper, two-year-old Philly by flat out. This was her win in the sorority up at Monmouth early September. Ran 110 and two uh, went to win this race. Got a strong 73 buyer. So this is, she's a two-time winner. She's a stakes winner uh, for trainer John Kimmel. Brings down Chris DiCarlo. Pacific Gale going to be tough to beat here in the Smart Halo. This race could be uh, Spreadville on your ticket. I mean, there's uh, the Phillies here at this age apt to improve and take a step forward. It's a big field. Looks like the pace is going to be quick, and they're coming from all over, so it's a little bit difficult to judge who's going to be on the lead, who's going to be dueling out there. Uh, so, yeah, she looks good in that spot after winning uh, there in the sorority, but you've got Gibby from the Scott Lake Bar, and adding blinkers chased some really, really hot fractions there last time out at Parks. Um, you got Take Charge Paula from the Kelly uh, Breen Barn, who was second last time out at Belmont in the Grade 3 Matron. And uh, the Pocahontas finished 10th there in a really tough field. So she's coming to some easier company, I think, for Kelly Breen. I love Take Charge Paula. That's going to yeah. be my, my A on this. The horse finished in the Matron second behind a Wesley Ward horse. Happy like a fool, I believe. The horse finished second in the Queen Anne Stakes out in Ascot. So... Um, that you get a horse that just finished two lengths behind a horse that finished second in a grade two at Ascot, 24-horse field. The horse has kind of taken the same same route as a Lady Aurelia, started at Keeneland. And, but anyway, I think char take charge, Paula, uh, based on that last race, is probably going to be the horse to beat in here. And then the who's know what's going to happen with Almond Roca on the outside. This is first time Lasix on the dirt, right? This yep. is a dirt race. Yep. For the Spitestown Philly from the far outside with Graham Motion. Fourth, the Jehazacat in debut. Broke Maiden on the turf when adding Lasix, but now coming back uh, to the dirt. She's got an out I know she's got an outside post, but if she can sit and stalk the speed in the spot, maybe kind of a long shot play. There's a bunch of well-bred fillies in here. Trainer Phil Schoenthal, he has a well-bred filly by blame. Uh, this is a homebred for Dark Hollow Farm. Uh, Sheldon Russell will ride. Uh, Phil Schoenthal's high in this filly. She had a good-looking uh, maiden special weight win in her second career start. Here's what Schoenthal had to say about his blame filly in the Smart Halo. like uh, she was maybe poised to be an earlier developing kind of filly. Uh, the owners decided to kind of give her the time and take their time with her, and they were rewarded. Um, and she's a little bit quirky filly to train in the mornings, kind of, kind of likes to go with a pony and, and kind of has a mind of her own, but really is, is learning every day and getting better and better and uh, training well and gaining weight, and we're really pleased with her.
All right, so Schoenthal high on this filly. She's come back since that uh, win here at Laurel Park. A nice half-mile work uh, November 4th here at Laurel Park. She's a, she's an improving filly. It was a good-looking win over this track it, last it, out. It was a really good win, Stan, but I just think this is this this field came up really, really tough for two-year-olds, so making that jump from maiden to, to this level is going to be tough, but it was a very good win uh, breaking the maiden here last out. Yeah, another filly who can come from off the pace. So she's got to be on her best behavior. She had a little behavior issue at the starting gate in her debut. Got away slow, was fractious, then had trouble, but finished on very well to Cigarro Row. Uh, really a good-looking filly in victory there. So, again, a lot of them can move forward. Second, third career starts, fourth career starts for many of the young fillies. Yeah, Pikachu Princess was a good second behind a talented limited view in the Mail and Million Lassie. So that's a nice race. 13 two-year-old fillies in the Smart Halo. Let's uh, turn the page here. Race six is the City of Laurel. Four three-year-olds, 100,000 going seven furlongs. And this race came up awfully tough. Big nine-horse field. Let's show you who the favorite it's going to be El Ori. Remember that horse? He was on the Derby Trail last uh, winter. He trains right here at Laurel Park for trainer Cal Lynch. Here's his win as a two-year-old in the James Lewis uh, last November here at Laurel Park. Yeah, El Ori had a knee issue and uh, was given some time away after tailing off a little bit, but he's back. But it's not an easy spot for him to come back in. I'll tell you, Ty. This is a <laughs> You got uh, Taylor Silence on the inside. Uh, no dozing from Lale Stables or no Delacour. Uh, they both uh, ran in the uh, Jerkins, the Grade One Allen Jerkins, on August 26th. It's been a real productive race. So yeah. I don't know. What do you think about him coming back? <laughs> well, I, I think he's if if he runs back to that back form, he should win. I mean, the the question is is the comeback. Uh, and we talked about the the graded stakes committee. I think they have a lot of looking at Maryland to do, because this is a graded stakes caliber field. Mm -hmm. uh, we talked about the Dixie baby being a grade one next year. Uh, when you have Ella Reeb, who's multiple graded stakes winner, uh, no dozing is a good horse for Arnold Delacour. I like the seven Prince of Hemp. The horse has never uh, run in a stakes race before, but the horse has been dominating, uh, especially in the stakes, uh, uh, state bred up in up at Parks. Uh, that horse could, could jump up and improve there, but this was a really tough, tough $100,000 race. Yeah, Prince of Hemp, three for three coming into the race for Tim Kreiser, uh, but all at one track, and that was Parks. He'll have to make the transition to another track. We know Ella Reeb likes Laurel. We know no dozings, a stakes winner, at least two for two at Laurel. Tale of Silence making the transition here, but again, out of that practical joke race, beating three lengths at Saratoga. Tale of Silence and Barkley Tag, maybe a little bit tricky play from the rail post at seven furlongs for Edgar Prado, but you got the right rider named on him, Hall of Famer. We've seen him work some magic here with this kind of ride on a good horse. As tough as this race is, maybe I, maybe I was wrong. Maybe Ella Reeves not the favored uh, in yeah, this race. I, I don't know what Keith's line is, but uh, it's it's very possible he will not be on oh, the line. So yeah. a tough, tough, tough race here with the City of Laurel. Four three-year-olds, 100,000 going seven furlongs. Ella Reeves making the comeback, but he catches a tough, tough field. Let's take a look at the safely cap next. Four three-year-old fillies, 100,000 going seven furlongs on the main track, and we know this filly well, Shimmering Aspen. Let's show you her last win, which was right here at Laurel Park. Uh, this was in the Twix back in August here at Laurel Park. Seven furlongs, went 22-3, and three, a 97 by her speed figure. This was her career best. She didn't like uh, 
the you know the small track at, at Charlestown at all in the grade three Charlestown Oaks but she's been regrouped since then uh, a fast bullet 58 and one five for long work coming into the safely kept her only loss at Laurel was in uh, in a maiden special weight run back in August back earlier in her career first race in her career but then she put it all together to reel off several in a row you've got to toss out the Charlestown Oaks race coming back to Laurel it's her favorite track uh, shimmering Aspen on paper is obviously the, f the horse to beat here. Um, I like that a horse has beat three and ups, and this was restricted to three. Uh, but a horse I'm going to take a look at is Miss Locust Point. John Service trains this horse. Finished fifth in the forward gal, but that was in February. Something might have happened. Uh, earlier this year, or late last year, I should say, this horse had the, the, the potential was skyrocket for this horse. Won the, uh, won the gin talking stakes by open lengths uh, over another good horse. Uh, broke the maiden by five lengths almost, and, and, and then they pointed this horse towards a winter campaign in Florida. Something happened. I think if this horse can, can train well off of a good couple workout patterns, um, could could surprise Shimmering Aspen at a nice price. Now I'm going to use Dawn the Destroyer and your love on the tickets. They're two New York horses. Uh, your love has an outside draw for Chad Brown. Does he ever do anything wrong? <laughs> she's three of five lifetime. Uh, she's run against Dawn the Destroyer, the Stone Street Stable Spitestown filly. Uh, before, uh, and uh, your love beater. That was on a sloppy track. Donna Destroyer has had some bad luck with rain. Sloppy, sloppy, sloppy last three times she ran, but we have had rain here at Laurel pretty much all week long off and on, but Saturday's supposed to be a nice day. Sure. We'll have a fast track, and I'm interested to see what Dawn the Destroyer can do in this uh, in this particular uh, race is safely kept. That's seven furlongs. What a nice race this is. 14 horse field. It's just no, not going to be any walkover for Shimmering Aspen, that's for sure. Uh, Phillies coming out of greatest stakes action. You have a nine-time winner in the race with the West Virginia bred Moonlight Song, who's been running 80-plus uh, buyers in those last couple wins at Charlestown. She's stepping into deeper uh, waters today, but uh, a nice group of three-year-old Phillies there in the safely cap. Let's uh, take a look here at the James Lewis for two-year-olds, 100,000 going six furlongs we have a uh, six in this race featuring barry lee let's show you barry lee's last race two-year-old by violence he was a debut winner here at laurel park and this was his uh, last race in the grade three futurity last out up at belmont a good second with a 78 buyer he's run uh, consecutive 78 buyers this two-year-old for sagamore farm and horacio de paz though this is one of the smaller fields of the day it's an interesting field barry lee uh, likes this track. It broke his maiden here by six. Uh, was beaten at Saratoga as the favorite in Saratoga Special. Then uh, showed that he could run on synthetic surface by winning the Arlington-Washington Maturity. And then with the blinkers on, uh, was not much of a match there for Engage, who went on to win. Though a good effort was clear of the third-place finisher there. But Cowboy Karma from the Larry Jones barn from the outside and Kitchen Fire from the inside gate. A uh, horse who uh, is uh, really, we don't know what he can do on, on a dirt track. He's run mostly at Presque Isle, all of his races at Presque Isle. But how about Cowboy Karma finishing fourth of Forensic Fire at Belmont? A little horse called Good Magic was second in that race. Recognize him from Saturday? Yeah. Okay, so uh, Cowboy Karma, <laughs> interesting that he, I guess, could be favored in the spot. You stole my line, yeah. yeah. Uh, cutting back, too. I mean, Cowboy Karma finished th three lengths behind Good Magic, <laughs> who won the Breeders' Cup Philly, uh, uh, the Juvenile, the Breeders' the Cup Juvenile, juvenile yeah. excuse yeah. me. Yeah, uh, about a Del Mar. Different style. John Service, uh, impressive maiden win last yeah, time. Could improve a, a big number that last out. So uh, another really, really tough race. And, and 
He's um I think you're gonna see some 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 big mm. tickets with some yeah. big prices. Not easy spot for Barry Lee. I mean Cowboy Karma, I think Larry Jones kinda doing a smart thing here. They maybe said, Let's try to stretch him out and see what we've got and now they're just shortening him up back to a sprint and after this he may go down to the fairgrounds to make a little noise down there <laughs> yeah. over the winter. You mentioned a different style too, you know, by the factor. That was a sharp uh, win last out up there at Parks against Maiden Special Weight Company. He blew that field away, strong step, 78 buyer. This could be a real talented two-year-old and the factor. He was very, very fast going seven furlongs, one mile. So a nice addition here of the James Lewis for two-year-olds in race eight Saturday. One more stake race to tell you about on Ben's Cat Day. What a day of racing we're going to have for you this Saturday. The uh, the sixth and final stake is going to be in race nine, the Richard Small for three-year-olds and upward. 100,000 going nine furlongs on the main track. Let's show you Paige McKinney, fan favorite around here, Paige McKinney. Seven-year-olds made over $1.7 million for trainer Mary Appler, Horacio Caramanos, the regular rider, will be aboard. Here's Paige McKinney's last win against Stakes Company up there at Parks late September. You know, Paige, uh, you know, just when you think maybe he's getting a little long in the tooth, he comes back with that head down and digs down. <laughs> <laughs> That's a game win. I mean, yeah, he's just he's digging down. That's a professional racehorse right there. Uh, knows where the winner's circle is, knows where the wire comes up. Um, I'm going to go with just call Kenny on top here. I think the horse is on the improve, and Paige McKenney, like you mentioned, might be on the slight decline post of his career, seven rights, seven seven-year-olds, so I'm going to go with the 10, Just Call Kenny. Just so Call Kenny was second in that race we just showed. He was yeah. second uh, behind Paige McKinney. Uh, that was back on September 23rd, but let's show you what Just Call, let's show you what uh, Just Call Kenny did back in August up there at Monmouth against Grade 3 Company in the Island. A sharp win by four lengths. Got a 101 buyer speed figure, so if Just Call Kenny brings this kind of effort today he's or, or saturday he'll be awfully tough yeah good second to page mckinney and the pennsylvania derby championship race we showed you a few moments ago but here he is race prior with a big 101 buyer figure and he's trained by patrick mcburney <laughs> mcburney barnes come to town from jersey and yeah. he's putting on a show uh yeah. mcburney barn uh, four for 13 i uh, believe it is coming into uh friday if my stats are correct at laurel Yes, they are. Yep, four for 13. So the McBurney Barn Red Hot, they have a nice runner there with Just Call Kenny. How about the leading trainer, Claudio Gonzalez, with a Fleet Willie. A Fleet Willie's a five-time winner here at Laurel Park. He, uh, he's run some big numbers here at Laurel Park. Joe Moore Torres will ride a Fleet Willie in the Richard Small. Let's hear what uh, Gonzalez had to say about this four-year-old son of Wilburn. Really good, really good. You know, he's a good horse and... He had good position because now I can, he can come like a tour right there. His two horses have a lot of speed in the race, you know, Larry Jones and the other one. And if he, he take a good position tour over there, I believe I can win the race too. Okay, so I, I, I assume he's talking about uh, Larry Jones with uh, no distortion on the inside, has early speed, and Dr. Mounty has a lot of early speed for Shug McGahee. Uh, there's some other uh, horses that have a little early speed, but it looks like Gonzalez, happy with his post position, thinks he can get a nice stalking trip on the outside of that early speed. And if there is a big, big pace in this race, and there very well could be late-running Bodizatvo, who's 3 yeah. for 11 at Laurel, uh, kind of a long shot, knock him out, late running punch. You know, you, if you play him, you're going to get that heart attack. He's going to be way, way back. And if he does uh, come with his best run, he'll be running very late. And he'll be out of it at the eighth pole. Yeah. And he'll start running uh, with all of his might there. 
Yep, brings Elvis to town for Jose Corrales. Uh, big, big day um, uh, Saturday here at Laurel Park. That's all the ra races, but that's only six uh, races, 11 race card uh, on Saturday. The six stake races, of course, the feature of the day. And, of course, we're celebrating the life and legacy of the four five-time, uh, let's go with five-time, Maryland bred champion, horse of the year. I know, actually, I think it was just four-time. Four, Four-time Maryland bred horse of the year. We're going to celebrate Ben's Cat this Saturday uh, right here by the paddock, 1030. We'll have the memorial service for Ben's Cat at 1030. And then after the third race, we'll have a presentation with his uh, Hall of Fame connections in the winner's circle. Free bobblehead, free poster, autograph session. Couldn't ask for more on a great day of racing yeah, Saturday. It'll be nonstop. If you get here at 1030, make your way right over to the paddock so you won't miss the ceremony. By that time, we'll be gearing up for the afternoon card, uh, jockey autograph signing session, and Veterans Day special to all of our military veterans and friends as well. And as noticed on Veterans Day, we have the Richard Small Stakes. Yep. yep uh, Green Beret, right? Yep, yep. Mm -hmm. uh, Vietnam uh, veteran. Yep, yep. yep. So it's great, great, great Richard Small. Good pl uh, good placement for that stake. $4 crushes, too. In a special Ben's Cat glass. All right. Yeah, I saw the glass looks pretty cool. <laughs> where, are they, where are they hiding the bobbleheads right I'm now? I'm not sure where the bobbleheads are at. Uh, you know. All right. Lascawana. <laughs> All right, that's it. We're out of time. Hope to see you this weekend at Laurel Park for Ty Ellis, Dave Robin. I'm Stan Salter. Good luck.